Hello there. I'm History of the Flash, but you could call me JD. And ahoy. I'm the comic book hunter, but you could call me Hunter. And this is A Hero Story, episode 37. Welcome. A Hero Story is a podcast where we talk about comic book movies, comic books, video games, you name it. We probably talk about it. All Marvel, uh, DC. Start, yeah, Marvel, DC. Maybe one day we'll get into Vertigo, but not today. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not Vertigo, I mean Image. Uh, anyway, we start with the news of the week, where we go over whatever news came out that week, and then we move to the comics of the week, and then we'll pick like a character of the week sometimes. And uh, yeah, so with that, let's get right to it. Uh, well, just Hunter, starting off, uh, for those who just want to skip ahead, this week's character of the week is The Trench, and we'll get talking about them right now i guess so <laughs> with the news uh oh wait first let me just say i might sound a little echoey this episode i'm currently not home i'm filming in a different location so sorry for the echo it should be back to normal next week anyways onto the news uh the trench is a group of aquaman villains i guess they're monstrous creatures from a from the deep and they fight aquaman here and there very pretty new they came out around 2011 and uh jeff john's aquaman new 52 story but uh, they, they made a little little scene that was a pretty great scene in Aquaman, but now I guess James Wan thinks it was too great of a scene, and now it is supposedly getting <laughs> its own movie. What do you think? Yeah, so so I'm assuming James Wan is kind of like uh, taking the Conjuring approach to this, where it's like, hey, remember that one doll that appeared in one scene of the Conjuring? You like her? Let's get a whole movie on her. So now it's just like, oh, you remember those scary things that happened in the sea? You like them? Let's get a whole movie on them. But it doesn't work in the same effect because what the hell is a story on the trench going to be? <laughs> yeah, it's one, I, I think, yeah, I mean, it's one thing with like Annabelle and Conjuring because she actually has her own real story. story that they could build off of. The Trench have been in Jeff John's Aquaman story. There was They appeared in a Justice League story, and that's all I could think that they ever appeared in. And the Aquaman, of course. And they, they're not even a character with personality. They're just literally creatures from the deep. Like... <sighs> yeah, yeah, I mean, the, the Trench could honestly be, like, an interesting backstory for comics, I'm saying. Like, about... Because they're Atlanteans who didn't uh, evolve. They, I mean, they kind of evolved to, you know, around their surroundings of the darkness and uh, having to feed on anything that comes near you. So I feel like they could have an interesting backstory. But that's for, like, comics, not for an entire, like, movie. Can I get a Man of Steel 2 before we get the Trench? <laughs> or a Flash movie? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want a Flash movie. I mean, Man of Steel 2. You could definitely put, the, like, that would be a good backstory for comics, but, like, have, like, a, maybe a single Aquaman issue focusing on that, not even a yeah, miniseries. You could do it in an annual, like, Aquaman annual. I think that could be an interesting backstory, but, like, yeah. we don't need an entire two-hour movie on this. Now, what I was hoping this was going to be when this got, like, announced is that, um, I don't know if you followed the Conjuring verse, like, a I lot. Do. I do. I do. Uh, <laughs> Basically, Warner Brothers let out a thing where they were like, oh, we want a fan film. Whoever puts out the best one, you know, it's only got to be a few minutes long. We're going to put it on YouTube and it'll officially be part of the Conjuring universe. So the winning film was called The Nurse. It's like like a five-minute film, like a fan film on YouTube. So if they did something like that for The Trench where it's like, oh, it's a short little clip where it's like we want to develop them a little more. But obviously, it's not going to be a full movie. It's just going to be a video. I would have been okay with that. Yeah, so, of course. And it'd probably be on YouTube for free. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. We don't want to pay general admission for this, but I guess we're going to have to. Eventually. No, this movie's not getting made. You heard it here first. It's not getting made. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like you said with uh, Birds of Prey, the Joker. I did not say that about Birds of Prey. I said that about Joker. You probably said that about a few others, too. Did you say that about Venom? No, I said Venom was going to get made. Okay, well, you said <laughs> Joker's not going to get made. Joker, I definitely... That one I'm... Uh, 
gonna have to you know swallow my words on that one but it's okay uh but yeah the trench hopefully that movie does not get made there's really no need for it and yeah that's all I'm if anything put him in aquaman 2 as like have a quick little backstory that's maybe like two to four minutes long the end well then continue with the aquaman movie but don't focus on the trench unless they have yeah, to yeah agreed speaking of aquaman 2 that's actually happening now officially uh jason momoa posted on his instagram story on wednesday of him just kind of walking on over to warner brothers studio getting really excited goes inside he shows the dc logo there's a statue of wonder woman there's a statue of superman i think uh he talks to the people for a bit you don't see what they talk about but afterwards like a few hours later he posts on a story again of him just screaming with joy and hype running through the wonder brothers studios just freaking out <laughs> Running downstairs saying thank you to the lady at the desk then going outside and being like, you guys have no idea what you're in for. And like just yelling with joy. So <laughs> Aquaman 2 is happening. I don't think Jason Momoa would do that with the Trench movie. Uh, <laughs> no. I feel like he'd do that for Aquaman 2. And I'm guessing they had a meeting with Aquaman 2. They planned it. They might even have like a idea of what the movie would be. And Jason Momoa seems to be in. I don't think he would say, nah, I'm not going to do it. Hold on, let me just film myself freaking out over Warner Brothers Studios. Yeah, so, yeah Aquaman yeah. 2 is happening. It's happening. Yeah, I mean, anytime a film makes a billion dollars, they're going to make a sequel. Like, yeah, it's just logistically, money-wise, money like, it's got to happen. But yeah, so Aquaman 2, that, that should be good. Unfortunately, this was another part of the news. Uh, they got the writer back from Aquaman 1 to do Aquaman 2. I was hoping they were going to do a writer switch up because I thought some of the dialogue was not the best for Aquaman. So I was hoping for a new writer, but... Yeah, I mean, that's fair. It's fish, man. I mean, <laughs> some parts weren't the best, but I I'm happy that we're getting Aquaman, too. I thought Aquaman was one of the better DCEU movies, so I'm excited for that, at least. Granted, sure. uh, I don't think we're going to get it within the next few years or so. I think they're mostly focusing on the Batman <laughs> and <laughs> Suicide Squad 2 for like 2020. Maybe 2021, though. I could see 2021 being Aquaman 2. Maybe. I mean, first one technically came out 2018, so 2021 seems like a good release date. I feel like it could start filming by the end of the year. Yeah. yeah, and hopefully James Wan comes back to direct because I know he's busy, but like, I think his visuals and like, uh, you know, his style is what made Aquaman very enjoyable. Yeah. So, so I hope that like you know he comes back for the sequel so we could get that same kind of style because I like James Wan's style. I do too, and I, he definitely has a plan. It's not like, uh, I feel like he, if he let another director do his own, like, Aquaman 2, it would be very different than what James Gunn, James Gunn, James Wan had in mind. I don't want yeah. James Gunn in this movie. I want James Wan. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of James Gunn, uh, so he's doing Suicide Squad 2, and reportedly Margot Robbie is not doing Suicide Squad 2. So we were under the presumption that Suicide Squad 2 was going to have a new cast other than Harley Quinn and Deadshot, you know, the two parts of the movie that actually worked. But apparently she's not going to be in it, or maybe, I take it with a grain of salt, I saw it on Twitter, but yeah. Yeah, I didn't I see this, but JD did. So. I saw it on Twitter, so it's not the most reliable source. But Yeah, and we were talking before that it could be for that she doesn't like James Gunn. I mean, James Gunn has kind of been a creepy person lately, so <laughs> it would make yeah. sense if she didn't like James Gunn and went like, oh, James Gunn's on this project? Yeah, I'm out. I mean, yeah, he, yeah he's not the greatest person ever, especially recently. Good filmmaker, but not a great person. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, Suicide Squad 2. It really do be like that. <laughs> yep. Speaking of uh, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, uh, Harley Quinn and the Joker movie, remember that was announced? Well, JD was actually right, and it's not happening. Good job. Ha-ha! <laughs> the power uh, of the press triumphs. Yep. <laughs> he finally uh. predicted a movie not happening, and that is Joker and Harley Quinn movie, which seems to imply that Jared Leto's Joker is out, I guess. I mean, he could make appearance in the Batman, but I feel like Matt Reeves wouldn't want that i mean i feel like if, if reeves is gonna get his own batman casting i feel like he wouldn't be like against getting a new joker i think jared had potential but the look is just disgusting i don't love the way he acted but like like i don't know i just feel like they tried too hard to be like edgy with joker like joker i don't think is a hard character to do i mean look at the countless great comics you know and there's there's a way to do edgy right i mean look at like death of the family in the new 52 like that's that's pretty edgy. That's an edgy. But like Joker it didn't story. come off. It didn't come off as cringy. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a crazy. It was just a crazy Joker. They just took the crazy and put it up a notch. He acted pretty much the same. It's just the things he yeah. did were a lot darker Cut off than his usual. Face and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> Had a two-headed lion with a bomb implanted in. It. Yeah, it was dark. <laughs> it was dark stuff. But. Look at Jared Leto's Joker. He's got the tattoos, the grill, and his laugh is like, eh, 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 eh. like <laughs> I don't like uh, it. I love doing his laugh. He's like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> and then he's got like a circle of knives and stuff. Like it's just it's terrible. It's so he, like, slow. Makes, he makes Harley Quinn go give a lap dance, and then he gets jealous. Like who is this guy? He's not Joker. Yeah, not at all. So, yay, it's not happening. Goodbye, Giroletto. I mean, I don't <laughs> like it because it's like continuity is like all weird in the DCUU now, but I didn't like his Joker. At this point, recast who you got to recast. I'm getting so annoyed. Like, whatever. If it has to be, it has to be. Yeah, exactly. That seems to be it for the live action news. Um, also, for those who don't know, Doom Patrol should be out by now. So if you're American and have DC Universe, enjoy Doom Patrol. Yeah, baby. USA. USA. Uh, I'm in Canada, so I can't enjoy Doom Patrol. But oh well. Uh, it'll be available on Netflix in 2029, I think. So, <laughs> Oh, Man of Steel 2 will be out then. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe just in time for Man of Steel 2 in the Flash movie. We'll see. Uh, hey, uh, man, that's a love blow. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all the live action news. Uh, no gaming news this week, as far as I know. And so we have a little bit of comic news, though. Oh, wait. No, we do have one more live action news really quick. James Gunn, Guardian Galaxy 3 script, will be using James Gunn's script, but will not be using James Gunn. So, his movie, but different director's point of view. Good for continuity. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that makes sense, and hopefully the script is good. I was not personally a fan of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I thought it was one of the like bottom five MCU movies. IMO, just my opinion, but uh, yeah. You don't, you don't like the jokes, though? What? <laughs> I, I I like Yondu in the film, and that's about it. The, yeah, the rest of it. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. It out. All right, uh, that's it for live action news. Now we got a bit of comic news. So first off is DC announced that they have their 2019 event all planned. It's ready to go, and it is called the Year of the Villains. So 2019 is no longer the Year of the Pig. Get out of here, China. It's the Year of the Villains. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> He made the same joke on his Instagram caption. It's not as I funny. I was so proud of that. I thought of it while I know you were. Out, so I was like, oh, I'm hilarious. But yeah. hilarious. <laughs> uh, you're the villains. We don't really know what it's 
it's about yet. I assume villains will be involved, but... That's a safe assumption. Yeah, it starts May 1st. The first issue will be a one-shot, and it's going to cost 25 cents, so it's similar to uh, DC Nation, which came out this past year. And I believe DC Rebirth number one was also around that price, if I remember correctly. I remember um, it being cheap. I don't know. I thought it was like a dollar, but I, either way, yeah, DC Nation number zero, which which had like Batman number fifty set up, uh, Bendis taking over Superman set up, and something else. There was a third thing set up, so that feels like so long ago now. <laughs> but like, so that set up everything big in twenty eighteen. So this will be setting up everything big in twenty nineteen. So it should be interesting. Mm-hmm. DC clearly wants to make this a big event because of the release day alone is May first. Now, May 1st is just a few days before Free Comic Book Day, which is the biggest comic day of the year where tons of new readers start to get into comics. So they really want to show off that their event is starting now. So if you're getting into comics, now's your chance to get into the latest event and blah, blah, blah. I feel like if you're a new reader, you might be a little confused on some things here and there. Like, what? There's a Batman Laughs who apparently is going to be having a big role in this event. Yay. I'm already <laughs> sick of the Batman who left. <laughs> I'll talk about him later because we have his issue ready. Um, basically, Greg, uh, Greg Capello, one of the uh, artists on Batman New 52, beautiful artist, uh, beautiful art artist himself. I guess he's beautiful. You know? He's a beautiful man. <laughs> he is a beautiful man. He has a nice mustache. Uh, he will be involved with this by just doing the covers. He did the first issue. It has um, Babylon Laughs on there, Cheetah, Lex Luthor, Bane, and what looks like Perpetua? The latest. It is Perpetua. Okay, yeah. The latest person in DC. She's basically the god of everything. And she's appeared in Justice League. That's it. She's brand new. Yeah, so, th- so the tweet I got right here says, uh, hashtag year the, the Bendis retweeted this, hashtag year the villain with May release will kick off a number of DC projects wrecking havoc on its heroes. City of Bane, the big Batman event Tom King has hinted at, uh, Leviath- Le- Leviathan? Leviathan by Brian Michael Bendis, and the ongoing Perpetua Saga by Scott Snyder and team seem all linked to it. So, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of different villains on the cover, the big villains. So it should be interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, they just announced it. Um, so it's going to tie into Snyder's Justice League, Snyder's Batman Who Laughs, Bendis' Superman, and King's Batman. So those are huge titles that this event is tying into. So yeah, th- that's good. Like, I read all those titles. So <laughs> happy about that. I don't have to start reading other things from my wallet. But, like, <laughs> it also makes me a little nervous because tie-ins... Two events can sometimes ruin an event. Sometimes they're good. <laughs> metal. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, a, Dark Knight's cold. Metal, the 2017 DC event, it had a lot of tie-ins, and it kind of hurt the series a bit. I would say. And hurt my. And it hurt my wallet. Because it's just like, oh yeah, you don't have to read tie-ins. They're just bonus stories. I feel like the tie-ins in Dark Knight's Metals you had to read. Yeah, so, I can't imagine just reading Dark Knight's Metal one through six and just understanding it. Like I feel like you need the tie-ins. Hmm. Um, the current 2018 event that's still happening right now, Heroes in Crisis, it has one tie-in, which is Batman the Flash. They're tying into a story called The Price, and I feel like that tie-in you don't need to read. Well, so far, you don't need to read it to understand Heroes in Crisis, but it is a good tie-in so far. So yeah, hopefully these tie-ins are good. Uh, starts May 1st, and just for some uh, people that like names, <laughs> the people involved in this are writers Brian Michael Bendis, Scott Snyder, and James Tinian the fourth I might have mispronounced that name got him detective I believe. Uh, and he also works on Justice League with the Legion of Doom issues they'll be working and Justice with, League Dark yeah and Justice League Dark 
They'll be working with artists Alex Maliv, Jim Cheung, and Francis Monopol on stories for this, and Greg Capullo drew the primary covers. So yeah. Yeah. We, oh, and some variant covers are Maliv, Cheung, and Stanley Artgerm Lau. I might have mispronounced all your names. I'm sorry if you're fans of those people <laughs> or if you are those people. I apologize, but I'm trying here. I'm trying to give some credit. But yeah, um, Brian Michael Bendis, Scott Snyder, James Tinian, I could be mispronouncing that, and Tom King all working on the same event. That makes me scared, but also excited. <laughs> They're all good writers oh, at times, I would say. Yeah, yeah, they've all had their shining moments. They've all had their darker moments but I, I i have faith maybe i mean i mean let's look at like the facts right scott snyder's last event metal masterpiece brian michael bendis's last uh, event no, civil, okay, war okay. II, civil war 2 masterpiece uh, oh, no. I'm, jo- I'm joking of course by calling these masterpieces these were terrible events but <laughs> i'm hoping that you know this could be good hopefully they just don't overdo it with the tie-ins and they realize you know it doesn't have to be the biggest story in the world just you know i mean there's one thing in common with civil war 2 and metal they had some damn good easter eggs and damn good references so but we're not get damn some... good stories uh, yeah i guess <laughs> metal had potential civil war 2 had potential they just kind of uh, they they weren't the greatest and that's due to tie-ins civil war 2 also had a lot of big tie-ins but like you were saying, let's look at the facts again. Snyder and Bendis, King and Tinion. What are they writing now? They're all pretty good. Uh, I'd say Tom King's Heroes in Crisis is pretty good. <laughs> I mean, it's a story that we don't really like, but I think the writing itself is good. And Bendis' Superman is good right now. And Snyder's Justice League, I think, is amazing right now. So I got hope. And Tinion's yeah, writing... Tinion's uh, yeah. amazing. I love his detective and his Justice League Dark. So, yeah. We should be safe. Hopefully. Last bit of news is with another DC event, I guess. We don't know much about this. This was just announced moments before we started recording. It's Wednesday for us right now, so you guys are in the future. Um, DC East? I think it's Deceased? Deceased? Yeah. DC and then E-A-S-E-D. So Deceased, DC East, however you view it. is the next big event by uh, writer Tom Taylor. You may know Tom Taylor from such events as Injustice, years one, two, and three, or most recently, Batman Annual number three, which was one of my favorite issues uh, of Batman Rebirth, if not my which favorite issue of Batman Rebirth. What was the story? The one, the, one with, the one with Alfred, like the father-son story. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. He did like a really sad great. story. Well, fun, like feel-good story. Fun fact, my mom does not read like, you know batman comics but i got her to read that one because she likes gotham and she likes alfred and bruce's relationship on the show so i was like oh read this issue you're gonna like it and my mom liked the issue so it was oh, cool good job jd cool. thank you tom thank you tom taylor <laughs> all right <laughs> but tom taylor will be taking over an event possibly it's very unclear what's happening at this point but uh he's released some art and i don't know advertising slides one of which is is like titled Dark Side was so Dark Side is is like a famous thing. I, I think it was started by Grant Morrison like way back when. Uh, but Tom King has used it a lot in his Mister Miracle series, and now we're kind of changing it up as Dark Side was. So Dark Side dying, possibly, maybe. <laughs> I, I mean, he just died in Dark Side War, and <laughs> Hunter's favorite story of yeah, all time. I, I really like Dark Side War. Wait, that that's a 2015 event, and Dark Side dies in that series he comes back in the end but he dies in like issue four so i feel like him dying again would be kind of worthless because all of rebirth 
he's worked on getting his like back to his full strength and today to almost three years later he's still not back to that full strength for that he was before he died so i feel like him just dying again would be kind of like why well well some of the rumors or some of the speculations is that this might not even be in main continuity yeah this could be like its own thing so Yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, Tom Taylor's a good writer. I like his style. I, I love Injustice Years One, Two, and Three. So, I'm interested, but at the same time, I'm kind of just like, huh? Because it's basically like when pictures of Dark Side with claw marks on his face, Superman, Superman. flying above, yeah. Cyborg. So, I'm not really sure what's happening. Yeah, DC hasn't even said anything about this. It's just Tom Taylor might have gotten drunk on Twitter and started posting <laughs> stuff. <laughs> for all and, we know. And then, it, it might not be in continuity because, I mean, let's look at the facts, right? Darkseid and Cyborg, they're both in the ghost sector right now. That's way out. Like, they're nowhere near Earth. So, However, I feel like this they, they event could be hasn't back. been announced yet, so they could be back by then. Yeah. So, we'll yeah. see. Uh, yeah, that's, that's it for the news, I guess. <laughs> the, the Rhino. The news. Oh, God, so now we have the comics. <laughs> 20 minute right, mark, so, or 21 um, minute mark. Yeah, so before we get into the comics, I just want to um, give a kind of shout out in a way to at golden underscore germbag. Uh, he is somebody in my comments who I'm assuming listens to the show because he knew of Hunter and I. Uh, but yeah. he, he he commented that uh, what what would we think about doing a favorite cover of the week or something like that? And uh, Hunter and I love that idea. That sounds awesome. Um, comic covers are cool and well i mean we buy a lot of comics so why not pick the best cover of the week so from mm. now on this episode fourth uh before we get into like the comics comics we'll talk about uh we'll, we'll say what our pick of the week was like our favorite comic of the week and then what our favorite comic cover of the week was so uh my pick of the week this week is superman number eight and my cover of the week is the amazing spider-man number 15 i am in love with that cover it looks so nice Okay, same. <laughs> we didn't even plan that. I was actually I have my comics in front of me right here, and yeah, I'd say Superman number eight is my pick of the week. Or uh, just to make it a little different, I did really enjoy Flash number sixty four. So. Flash number sixty four was my number two, but I was like, I like Superman a little bit more. But yeah, it was it was really good comics week, and then the amazing. Spider-Man cover. I didn't get to read the issue yet, but god damn, that cover is so nice. I mean, the the Spider-Man reminds me of like almost like Alex Ross type Spider-Man. Yeah, and like, but it also kind of like reminds like me of. Kinda. Yeah, it reminds me of a PS4 classic suit, which I know that's basically just the main comic suit, but just the way the lenses are, it's, it's yeah. nice. Yeah, it's a beautiful cover. I love the way it's drawn. So the yeah, so that's gonna be cover. a new thing. So thank you to Mr. Turnbeg. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a little honorable so, right. mention for a cover would be Superman number eight. I think it's a good cover as well. Thank you, Ivan Rees. You are a great artist. Yes, even though it's kind of misleading. But uh, yeah. anyway, <laughs> all right, let's get into the comics because that's what this is all about, the comics. Uh, we'll start with The Flash, number 64, The Price of Innocence, part oh, two. So when we so left as off... Hunter mentioned earlier, uh, it, in, in a way, basically just filling in more depth on Batman and Flash's investigation, which is cool. Uh, where we left off last issue, which was only last week, I love that, you know, the the batman flash crossover you get a new one every week it's cool um, yeah less of a wait yeah so where we left off last time gotham girl was with gotham and he was hooked up to a bunch of venom uh now she's with him again and it starts with a quote it's better to burn out uh she is with him and he like he's on the ground but he still has the tubes connected to him and there's a uh, like a silhouette figure a silhouette figure holding a tube of venom who I mean, I'm assuming is Bane, but 
I'm not 100%, but it's like a big figure. He's got big muzzles and he's holding venom. So it's mm, a fair assumption. Uh, but Gotham Girl says that she's going to be the greatest hero of all time. Kind of reminds me of Eobard in a way, just less twisted, which actually gets mentioned later in the uh, issue, the issue, funny yeah. enough. Uh, so then we get to a crime scene at the Flash Museum where Flash and Batman are working together. Um, I love the inner monologue or like the inner thoughts. Yes, here I was going to mention that. They're thinking basically about each other and they're kind of finishing each other's sandwiches. They're finishing each other's thoughts <laughs> yeah, and I think it's frozen. really cool. Yeah. Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo reference, anyone? Oh, I'm uh, <laughs> Basically, yeah. So Batman and Flash are talking to each other, investigating the Flash Museum destruction and the injuries, but they're thinking of each other. Hey, we could do that one of those voice things here. <laughs> yeah, you want to you do that? Uh, okay. I'll take Flash, you take Batman. Okay, from what page? <laughs> from where the inner monologue starts. Okay. Batman voice. <clears throat> Batman voice. Batman voice. <laughs> The witnesses at the Flash Museum didn't hear or see why Gotham Girl attacked, but the evidence she left behind will speak for her. I've always respected Barry's abilities in crime labs. Most people will debate if he's... F- <clears throat> Sorry, Batman doesn't say that. Terrible. Terrible. Most people debate if he or Superman is faster, but I've primarily always wondered who is better detective, between Flash and me. Bruce was the only person who would listen to me ramble about evidence techniques and crime scene investigations. I'm still in awe of how his mind works. He's the greatest detective I've ever known. I apologize. I sucked at that. <laughs> but I'm going I'm to try again. <laughs> it's hard to be around, Batman. The deaths at the sanctuary put a real strain on our team. But not being able to solve them, uh, solve what happened there is worse. Every time I look at Barry, I see Wally. I'm doing my best to not think about it and just solve the case. But if we want to find Gotham Girl, we need to investigate her together. We're making it work. We're doing our best. All right, that's where the inner monologue ends. Uh, but yeah, I, I like the way that they were kind of like finishing each other's thoughts and like how they're thinking similar things, but at the same time, very different things. So I thought very well done by Joshua Williamson there. Yeah, this is his best monologue writing he's ever done, I'd say. Yeah. So um, Flash finds a leaf at... Uh, the crime scene and he tracks it back to some island it's not the only island in the world that has it but it's the only island in the world that has the uh pesticide that was used on the leaf so great work by flash forensic wise um this is kind of an odd scene i'm curious what you thought of it hunter so um so flash says elementary my dear watson and then batman's like you think i'm the watson (laughs) (laughs) thank you and then and then later um he says uh where is it he's like Instead of saying, you know, no blank, Sherlock, he says, no, duh, Sherlock. <laughs> and, and then uh, Batman's like, those weren't my exact words. And then he's like, where do you even uh, pick up that phrase? And then Batman Damien. goes, Damien. <laughs> that was kind Damien. of odd, right? It was a little odd, but I, I kind of liked it. I mean, you can see Batman smile on a few panels here. Like, he's kind of enjoying being with Barry in a way. Yeah. And I feel yeah, like he's I, trying I, to enjoy it, too. He's forcing himself just to be like, okay, let's hang out with Barry for a bit. Yeah, and I love that. I mean, basically post-Flashpoint, uh, Barry and Bruce have been like a much better duo. And I know Williamson's favorite characters are Batman and Flash, so it must be a joy for him to write them together. Oh, I bet, yeah. I actually really like but them yeah. together a lot, too. Yeah, with the button and now this. And it would be cool to see, you know, more team-ups in the future. Mm-hmm. I basically expect one a year now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so There's more Flash in the dialogue, finds- too. Yeah, yeah. So Flash finds some footprints and he runs up to a castle. And then uh, Batman starts with the inner dialogue. All right. 
Flash makes jokes to lighten the tension. With everything going on, I haven't talked to Batman as just friends in a long time. But at least he's responding to my witty bat to my, <laughs> to my witty bat banter. Banter. <laughs> he's trying. He's trying. So again, on the same mind paths here. You and then this was trying. funny. Uh, Flash asks. Uh, so speaking of breaking, I would say this is ma- funny. <laughs> I mean, it's depressing, but it's funny. How's married life with Selena? The honeymoon over yet? And Batman's like. You- you don't know like basically his heart's breaking right now and then flash is like hold on getting a call and then they just never talk about it again <laughs> so yeah flash has no idea that catwoman just ditched batman on his wedding day <laughs> which makes sense because i mean he's been so busy with the forest quest and now the sanctuary murder he hasn't re- like he said he hasn't had time to talk to batman his friends so he doesn't know about his personal life right now yes jeez oh, i feel so bad for Batman. as soon as flash said that my heart broke <laughs> Batman even stars like you you don't know. <laughs> oh, uh, too God. good. All right, so uh, they make their way into the castle, and when they get in there, it's like a, my basically my room. Just kidding. Uh, there's a bunch of DC posters like all over the place of like different <laughs> different characters, and uh, you know you see Flash, Green Lantern, Batman, Superman, and uh, there's like action figures on the ground. <laughs> you see a Superman action figure, a Robin action figure, and a Batman action figure with a Batman Rebirth suit. So pretty dope continuity. Kind of. He also has like the trunks though. Yeah. But, like, the logo, I mean, is, like, yeah, a rebirth. Uh, so this is my favorite scene of the whole comic. Uh, Flash looks at Flash looks at a drawing of Gotham Girl, like, her suit. It's like a, almost looks like a little kid's drawing. And in the inner monologue, you see, what do you think, Uncle Barry? Obviously, in Wally's voice. And it says, I actually designed it before I got the powers, when I was just a fan of the Flash. I had a few different designs in mind, but I think this one is best. Why and then, uh, I'm Barry now. <laughs> I'm going to do Barry's dialogue now. Why it's yellow? like an expanded ver- <laughs> it's like an expanded version of the lightning you already were where Barry and I like the wind blowing in my hair it adds the it adds to the fun of the powers Wally <laughs> I know I know I need to take these powers more seriously it's just you have such an iconic flash costume I, I thought maybe I could have my slow down Wally it's great and you didn't need the circle on the chest the lightning by itself shows you're ready to be your own man I'm proud of you Thanks, Dad. I mean, Uncle. I mean, Hunter. <laughs> so, okay. so Flash, is looking at, Flash is looking at a drawing of Gotham Girl's like suit, and he it gives him flashbacks to Wally. And this is like the most emo- – like, Rafa Sandoval did a great job with the art here. Like, you could see just the pain in Barry's face seeing these memories. You know? I, I thought it was really well done. These Something panels. that we didn't get in part one of this series. We got a lot of Batman being in pain, but not Barry. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I guess that makes sense because Batman title was last week, Flash title was this week, so oh, yeah, focus on Bruce, sense. focus yeah. on Barry. But yeah, so based on this, he's like, wait, where did she? who made her suit? Who designed it? So then they get into a back room where there's like a bunch of test tubes with Gotham people in them. Uh, one of them is broken and has like a skeleton, so yeah, they say it's been about a year since the body was there, which I guess makes sense because, I mean, I guess in DC continuity, the whole Got- I Am Gotham event was... About a year ago, maybe a little more, a year I'd and a half. Wait, yeah, not two years, but year and a half makes about sense. Yeah, so then they started doing these experiments, you know, a, a little bit after that. So that makes sense. Uh, they find all these racks of venom, and then Batman's like, "It's a trap," you know, Star Wars style. It's a trap. <laughs> and then uh, I like this as well. Uh, Flash asks, "Did Gotham Girl ever go to Sanctuary?" To which Bruce has no reply. And then Br- Barry's getting pissed because he finds the mask, and he's like, "Did Gotham Girl ever go to Sanctuary? You you said you sent her to get help. Did you send her there? And she didn't get better." So Batman's kind of a hypocrite here. Um, 
so then he really yelled at him like did you send her to sanctuary and then gotham girl breaks through the wall kool-aid man style and somehow beats the flash in a race <laughs> uh she's able to grab the venom and she's like sorry flash and like knocks him on his ass so gotham girl faster than barry allen confirmed yep uh she wants <laughs> to teach them list. she wants to teach them a lesson about the price of life about the price of the life they lead. So then all the Gotham people break out of the tubes and they're getting ready to fight Barry and Bruce. Barry and Bruce are overwhelmed because it's basically like a bunch of Superman fighting them. And uh, at the, to end the issue, Gotham Girl flies away and says, up, up, and away. And Batman goes, Claire, no. So You sounded like Lego Batman there. I try my best to be Will Arnett. <laughs> uh, what did you think of this issue? I really liked it. This was a really good issue. Good job, Joshua Williamson. I'd like to go back to the part where Barry talked about who made Gotham Girl suit, which is something that we don't really get brought up much in comics or movies or anything. Who makes the suits? And Batman says that Alfred tends to help with the Nightwing suit and the Robin suits and his own suit, but he didn't make Gotham Girl suit. They, the Bat family had nothing to do with that. And Barry's like, you didn't and ask who made it or anything he's like no so <laughs> yeah it's yeah, interesting exactly. right? it's a bit we'll find out who made it eventually and i'm curious so it's yeah. bane uh the the scene that Could i be. want to go back to actually because i realized i didn't talk about enough about it is uh iris west uh knowing that he, he's uh that barry's with batman she basically curses him out <laughs> um she's i mean obviously pissed at batman because you know she blames the trinity for wally's death Somewhat mm-hmm. rightfully so. So, uh, yeah, Iris is pissed. Uh, Rafa Sandoval has a style of how he draws Iris. And this is something we've talked about in the past, like how it seems like every different artist has a different design for Iris, <laughs> even though they're all, like, consecutive issues. So that's yeah. interesting. But, yeah. I-, I like what she said, though. Like, She's like, where are you? You said we talked to Wallace together today. What happened to Wally is going ha- to hit him at some point, and we need to be there for when it does. I saw I saw on the news and that Batman was there. Is is Batman with you? And Flash is like, mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, pass along a message for me. Tell him he can go. And then you see Barry like going to mute it. He's like, okay, yep, yep, I'll do that. Okay, check later, <laughs> <Yeah>. bye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and then Batman has no idea because Batman's smiling. The next panel, he's like Iris, and Barry's like, yeah. He's like, you're lucky to have her. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh man, it's good. Good issue. Uh, this was a very good issue. I like this a lot. I'm gonna go eight point five. I'm close to a nine, but I'll go eight point five. I like this though, and I'm really liking the price so far. I'll go. Yeah, I'll go eight point five. Close to a nine, but eight point five. All right, that's the Flash number sixty-four. Uh, let's go on to Superman number eight. Brian Michael Bendis on Superman. Uh, this is our pick of the week, or it's at least my pick of the week. I don't know if feel the same but uh, <laughs> uh maybe flash but i did like this issue this was a pretty good issue so it's focused on jor-el and john uh john is a child he's watching like highlights of the teen titans even though the teen titans kind of look different like uh i think damien kind of looks like tim here i don't know if you agree yeah he looks older but he's watching highlights of the teen titans i guess i mean this is like when John first went to space, so I'm guessing he's still upset about not being a Teen Titan. Yeah, for those who don't know, John's Superman's son. He went to space with uh, his grandpa, Jor-El, who is alive. Google it. <laughs> Basically, he went to space with Jor-El, found out Jor-El was crazy, left space, came back about two weeks later, and he aged seven years. We don't know how. We don't know why. Well, we know why Brian Michael Bendis wanted him to, the writer. <laughs> but... 
We don't know how. So we're kind of finding out how in this, well, eventually. So we're getting what happened when John went to space with his crazy grandpa, Jor-El. So, yeah, and, he, it's, and it's insanely interesting. So uh, he has, Jor-El asks why he came to space. And he's like, oh, well, you know, there's no chores. So it's pretty cool. And he's like, <laughs> I mean, typical 11. Yeah, Eleven-year-old John to answer that, and then, uh, and then John's like, "I don't, I don't understand how any of it works, any of it, the world, the universe, my place in it." And then he talks about the pressure of being, you know, Superman's the, son. Superman's yeah. the greatest. Everyone knows Superman. He's the best. So, you know, to fill his shoes, it's so much pressure. He wants to know what his place is in the universe. And I love this. Oh my god, this was so well written. And Jor El is like. He has kind of a deep speech here, even though he's kind of like you can see he's crazy. He talks about like how they're both, uh, they both defy science, and Jor-El is a man of science. So if they both defy science on the regular, what is the point of Jor-El's life of being a scientist? And then John's kind of like, all right, cuckoo, he's crazy. Why would you tell this to an eleven-year-old? <laughs> so he even says that too. To, yeah. So then John kind of wants to go home, but he looks outside and he's like, well, that was not on my test. This is not our solar system. Uh, we're in the Fortress of Solitude, the new Fortress of Solitude, the one in the Bermuda Triangle. Finally, we get a little more of this. This was, I think this started in the Man of Steel miniseries, but I could be wrong. It was the end of the Man of Steel miniseries. Okay. So they're, they're doing a scan on him with like the little Kryptonian body. Yeah. This thing. is back to like modern time too with 17 yeah, year old older John. John. Yeah. 17. So. Superman is pissed about his father and I even like his inner monologue here he talks about how like he lost all these years of his son growing up and then he said by his own father his father that made him Superman but now he's never going to see his own son grow up and he's like not Luther not Brainiac not Czar my own father so he's getting really pissed but at the same time his father missed his whole childhood to give him a better life so it's kind of just like wow it's kind of uh, it repeats in a way so no, I, I, I really like that, that. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's deep in a way. It's metaphorical. Yeah, that's a good point. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, I don't know no, if I'm like going off randomly here. No, I didn't think I, of it I, that I really way. like this. So uh, Superman needs to go punch something. He's like, you know, normally I would go punch an asteroid, but I can't do that. <laughs> I got to control my anger. He's like, uh, then he sees at the old Fortress of Solitude, Mongol, Mongol, the uh, planet destroyer, shows up. And uh, yeah, he just beats the crap out of him. And it's a really beautiful uh, like two-page spread here of him punching Mongol. Ivan Reese is just the best. Yeah, it's just great. The best. It's just really good like splash page. And it makes me actually appreciate the trunks on Superman. I think they look good here. Interesting. I mean, Ivan Reese can make anything look good. I think but, this whole page looks good. <laughs> yeah. uh, so when he gets back to the uh, Fortress of Solitude in the Bermuda Triangle, Lois is like, oh, what'd you go punch an asteroid? And she, and then Superman goes, no, Mongol. <laughs> Lois goes, oh, nice. I, I love that. <laughs> oh, nice. Like I know everybody's like, oh, he divorced them. They're still good. They're still Clark and Lois. Come yeah, on. Yeah, and Lois even says, like, anything we use at the paper? And Clark's like, you know, not really. <laughs> yeah. So um, they get the full results of the scan, and uh, they're like, yeah, he is the same John Kent. He's just older now. And then <laughs> Lois goes, any cancer? And then John's like, you thought I had cancer? And then Lois goes, space cancer. Like, what? And John's even like, oh, yeah, sure, space cancer. That's all anyone talks about out there. Yeah. So then uh, he talks. he's telling him a little more about his time with Jor-El. And then he says that they were doing good. Uh, you know, Jor-El might be a little crazy, but he does have a good sense of justice. So they're helping people who can't help themselves, even though it's kind of hard to tell who needs help because, you know, alien is alien to them. Uh, so they're doing good work. And when they stop on one of the planets, two Green Lanterns show up. One thing to point out is John has a different suit here completely. 
Yeah. It's kind of like Superman suit with no trunks, red gloves, and a cape that acts more like a cloak than a cape. Yeah, almost like Doctor Strange's cape in a way. <laughs> yeah. Like it's so long. Uh, but yeah, Kilowog is here. And then uh, he's like, whoa, Kilowog, you know my dad? And he's like, yeah, of course I know your dad. Your dad saved my poozer ass a lot of times. And he was just like, well done on this young Superman. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, he's like, hey, do you think I could like hitch a ride back to Earth? Is that too much of a favor to ask? And then like, are you in trouble? And he's like, no, 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 my my mom knows I'm here. It's just. And then Jor-El like shows up like really creepy, like in the silhouettes, just like <laughs> staring then, at them talking. <laughs> yeah. And then the Green Lantern's like, yeah, we should uh probably go now, huh? <laughs> and then and then uh he's like, Jor-El's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll take you home. And then John is like, no, no, it's okay. And then uh, he says that this is the summer that Grandpa didn't talk to me at all. So I was like, oh my god, this got really sad all of a sudden. <laughs> And then uh, he's trying to get Earth news, but the only Earth news that really comes out is about Superman, if that. So then uh, Jor-El apologizes, and he says that uh, John, John also apologizes. And he's like, no, I'm sorry. You brought me out here, and you tried your best to give me like a reel. And then before he could finish, boom, they get sucked into a black hole. And through the black hole, uh, they come out on the other end. And who else is on the other end but the crime syndicate. Yay! <laughs> The Crime yeah. Syndicate are the Evil Justice League from Earth 3. They last appeared in Dark Side War. Uh, and they all died. So much. <laughs> they all died. Well, Hunter, I mean, there's Hunter death did a whole series. Hunter did a whole series of posts of like their deaths and when they last appeared. Very well done at Compo Hunter, oh, if you, you don't you. follow. Uh, but yeah, so they're back somehow i mean i know bendis is one to ignore continuity sometimes but i doubt he could ignore all that so i'm curious what he's gonna do with it uh but yeah i love this issue i really love it i like the what john's last lines at the end it's like this whole thing is basically there's inner dialogue here and there of john telling clark and lois what happened and he says okay dad i'm really trying to describe this to you without making a sound i promise you what happened next what happened next is not your fault and then you see the crime syndicate. So interesting. But I mean, like Lois got, I mean, not Lois, Superwoman got vaporized. Uh, Johnny Quick got his leg burst and then blown up. Uh, Owlman vanished by Dr. Manhattan. Uh, Ultraman got destroyed by Anti-Monitor. Uh, Power Ring got his arm cut off by Sinestro and bled out. And Deathstorm just blew up. So, how how are they here? I don't know. Hopefully, it gets explained. The, the magic of the magic of a black hole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> apparently. And uh, Jor-El yeah. isn't here. He might have got thrown off somewhere else in the area, but it's just John looking at them. So, yeah, yeah. Cool. It, could, it could be John versus the entire crime syndicate. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I mean, I don't know. I'm interested to see where this goes. Uh, what do you rate the issue? Yeah, eight point five. 8.5? Okay. I'm in the 9 territory. I'm on the verge of 9.5, but I'll go with 9. I really okay. like this issue, though, and I like the relationship between John and Jor-El, and I like the, like I said, the Superman metaphor about not being able to see his son grow up, but Jor-El didn't get to see his son grow up, so yeah. Yeah, that made me, that's deep. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I think Bendis is doing a great job with Superman. I see a lot of complaints, but I don't know. I just, I don't agree. I like so, yeah. it. 
All right, our next comic of the week is The Batman Who Laughs, number three. Uh, this is terrible. <laughs> uh, so I yeah. personally have not been enjoying The Batman Who Laughs miniseries. I was hoping I would, but three issues in, and I'm just like, uh, I'm only going to finish it because I already started it. But, like, uh, I don't like it. We're halfway uh, there. Yeah, halfway there. Halfway there, and we have no story, but halfway there. Uh, so Scott Snyder, Batman Who Laughs, you know, his greatest creation ever. Said no one ever. Uh, so... We start with Bruce talking about his dad and how he fell into the bat pit. You know, the whole famous how he found the bat cave. A little bit about that. Uh, he does some monologue there and he talks about, you know, reaching into the dark and being brave and you'll find your way. So it's, a, I guess, supposed to be a metaphor about Gotham, which ends up coming up at the end. Uh, then we see James Gordon and James Gordon. James Gordon Jr., that is. Uh, if you're not familiar with James Gordon Jr., you may remember him from such stories as Batman, The Black Mirror, also by Scott Snyder. Uh, he's a little crazy. <laughs> he's uh, yeah, he's Commissioner Jane Gordon's son, who went crazy at one point and killed a lot of people, and then went to jail. And now he's basically yeah. on house arrest. It seems. Yeah. So so he's on some kind of drug that like keeps his mind intact, keeps him from going crazy. Uh, but basically, James Gordon's coming to tell him like, "Hey, Batman needs your help." And then Batman kind of swoops in. He's got the red eyes because he's still kind of Jokerized. Would you like to Jokerize those fries? The Joker's a homicidal mech. <laughs> Tom King reference. Uh, Tom yeah, King. for those who don't know, in the first issue of the series, this is number three, um, Joker Jokerized Batman, and yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's Scott's not, who knows. Uh, but anyway, from James Gordon Jr. to figure it out, because James Gordon Jr. is a master planner, and I, I guess. Uh, he projects like a red map of the city, and then he's like, I need your help. Off the pills. <laughs> And then James Gordon Jr. is like, hey, I'll try to help you, man, but I don't know what I'm going to be able to help. Like, Batman was getting so mad, and James Gordon Jr. is just like, hey, man, like, listen, I'm trying. So uh, then there's like a red dot, and he's like, hey, can you please turn off your stock gun? And he's like, that wasn't me. And then, boom, uh, they get shot at by the Punisher Batman. He's a Batman with guns. He's basically the Punisher. The Batman who guns. Yeah, exactly. He's uh, yeah, him and, the Punisher. <laughs> him and Bruce have guns pointed at each other. Bruce with the grapple gun and punisher bruce with an actual like ak-47 and this was a pretty cool panel he's like uh he says that just oh, because yeah, I you want to do the talk thing oh yeah yeah sure so uh who do you want to be uh yeah i don't know i'll be punisher batman i guess all right go ahead you'll be batman batman okay yeah I'll be so batman, when they batman. first come on the streets or yeah yeah that's fine okay <laughs> look at you careful you don't shoot your eye out god that's it Sorry, that whisper wasn't... For, I just just read that out loud. I'm like, man, I just cut myself with that edge. Okay, go on. Just, just because I don't use guns doesn't mean I don't know how. I'm one of the top 10 shots alive. Wow. Top 10. Everyone's a winner on this world. Try me. Top in what? Revolvers? Semi? Full? Nerf? Boom! <laughs> So, yeah, then Batman shoots his battering, and the Batman who laughs, he kind of, like, ducks his head to the side, hits a train, who kind of grapples around the Batman who laughs' leg, and he goes, Batman who laughs goes, nice shot, Bruce. And Batman goes, thank you, Bruce. <laughs> so, yeah, that was uh, interesting. And then Batman, who, Batman Punisher goes flying away, and then, uh, like, literally not even a page later, he's already back. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, uh, and, he, and he's like, come on now, like I'm the Batman Punisher, you can't stop me. He's like, a plane goes flying by, and he's like, you see that plane? I'm gonna blow out a starboard engine in three, 
too. And then the plane starts going down because he blew out the starboard engine. And he's like, if you don't, if you don't, uh, if you don't give me Mr. Gordon, then the plane goes down. 378 passengers. And then he's like, Jim. And then Jim Gordon's like, no, Batman, we, we can't give James to that thing. And then Batman's like, he, he's not talking about him. He's talking about you. So he takes Gordon away. Why is he taking Gordon away? Well, one of Batman's fail safes about his, I don't know, city like, like river thing that he set up in the earlier issue. Uh, it's You can't just set it up as Batman. You need two people. You need Gordon and Batman. Kind of like how when you set off a nuclear bomb, you need two people to set it off like on different ends of the room. So it's something like that. So they're basically setting up Batman. Batman's going to lose. And Batman's kind of just accepted he's going to lose. Then we're in the Iceberg Lounge with Penguin. Penguin's complaining about some dice when the Batman Who Laughs shows up. And, uh, yeah, he's Batman. Ha, 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 ha. He is, I don't know, causing havoc for Penguin. And he I do like what he did. What he does is he has one of, like, uh, Penguin has a lot of umbrellas that shoot bullets and stuff. But he has one that just shoots champagne. And just for fun. <laughs> so he uses that the umbrella that shoots champagne, but he adds like a lighter to it. So it and basically is like a Molotov. So he's just... He lights he, all his men on fire. Yeah, he's using as like a flamethrower to light men on fire. So I thought that he, was he like shock. Yeah, he shocks Penguin and like gives him a heart attack. And he says that, uh, oh, you should see the Bruce Wayne of this world. He actually competes with you. And then he says that, oh, Ozzy, you lose to him though. And then he brings that Bruce Wayne out because he's killing Bruce Wayne's across the multiverse. And then he's like, Bruce Wayne? And then this Bruce Wayne is like bald and has a mustache. Actually kind of reminds me of Dark Knight Returns Bruce in the beginning. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. and then he's like, what the? Where am I? Who in? And then <laughs> this is like the grossest panel. Batman who laughs like takes his metal eye spikes and pushes it through his face and kills that Bruce. So, yeah. That's gross. And then he leaves Penguin alive. And uh, it was a good he says kill. that. Yeah, and, and then he said, there's a guy who works for you named Malone, Matches Malone, which is one of Bruce's undercover names. So that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman and James Gordon Jr. are in the undergrounds of Gotham City. And he was talking about uh, that James Gord- uh, Jim Gordon is going to be shutting down the program that I guess James Gordon is in, like his rehabilitation. So that's interesting. Not really sure where that's going to go, but that's interesting. Uh, mm. Alfred interrupts to tell to tell Batman that Joker has escaped, and before he left, he said, "You're breaking my heart." <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, then uh, Alfred is trying to get into the Batcave. He sets the clock to the right time, but it says access denied. So he goes in through a different entrance, and he's like, "Master Bruce, what the?" And then he's like, "All the antitoxins for the Joker Venom smashed." And then Bruce's like, what do you need, Alfred? He's like, what, what do I need? Sir, Bruce, what are you doing down here? Nice and, uh, when, and th- thanks. I, I try my best. <laughs> and uh, when, Bru- <laughs> when Bruce is revealed, uh, I mean, he's like, you know, I'm giving up on the plan. I can't be Batman. He's like, no, you have to be Batman. And he's like, no. And then he, he has the red dialogue like Batman who laughs. He's like, I'm sorry, old friend. But plans change, and he's got the spikes that Batman Who Laughs has. So, so yeah, like, this book Batman is going absolutely who, nowhere. Batman <laughs> Who Laughs cowl, basically, with like the eye spikes and the metal bat ears, and yeah. I mean, it's a good yeah, design. Yeah. I like. I say, it just how do you even see all that? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't like this book. I, I really don't. I. I it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it hurts me. It's just the art isn't that good, and the story isn't going anywhere. And for a book called Batman Who Laughs, Batman Who Laughs does not appear that often. 
Yeah, like, I think Alfred has appeared in more panels than he has. Honestly, I was thinking about dropping this book, and then they were just like, oh, we're doing the Year of the Villains, and it's going to tie into the end of Batman and Laughs. I'm like, oh, now I have to finish it. So, yeah, I mean, I wasn't planning on dropping it, even though it is pretty annoying that it's $4.99, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just not enjoying it, but I'm halfway through, so I might as well keep going. What do you rate the issue? Oh, uh, three. Three, interesting. I'm going to go... Yeah, probably around the same three. I just, I'm not enjoying it. I want to enjoy it, but I'm not. It's unfortunate. I'm trying Snyder. I'll still buy all your stuff, but <laughs> I'm just not really still, liking it. I still love you, Scott Snyder, and you're welcome on a hero story anytime you want. But yeah. just when issue four comes out, I'll be in line to get it day one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, quickly, I'll, uh, I read this title, but Hunter does not, but he should. Uh, Justice League Dark number eight came out this week. Just very quickly, the team is kind of split up. Zatanna and Wonder Woman are teaming up. Man Bat is doing his own thing, and Detective Chimp, Swamp Thing, are doing their own thing. Uh, it's pretty interesting so far. I think Wonder Woman and Zatanna make a really great combo. I- I've really enjoyed them together, and I wasn't expecting them to be good together, but they are. Uh, Swamp Thing does this weird thing. They're working at a bar, and Swamp Thing like breaks into like little mini Swamp Things, and there's like five of them, huh. and uh, they're like serving drinks. It's it's pretty interesting looking. <laughs> Detective Chimp's like, yeah, I'm still creeped out by it. Uh, so basically, they're building up to like this big magic war, and like the the way they made it sound is, there's no way you're winning it. Uh, in the magic bar, they're ho- housing like every magic person that you could think of, and uh, the little upside down creepy thing. I don't know if you remember that from when you read the title, Hunter, but the upside down creepy thing with like the oh yeah, the, the upside down or something. Yeah. Yeah, the Upside Down Man, he comes in and, and everyone's scared, so they try to teleport out of there. Uh, while they're teleporting out of there, Man Bat summons Dr. Fate, but not Dr. Fate. He summons uh, Khalid Nasor, which is, like I think, like the old Dr. Fate, because uh, Dr. Fate is kind of evil in this book. It's interesting, but he's evil. And then he's like, uh, basically, the, at the end of the issue, Dr. Fate is there with his gang and they're like oh no it's only begun so yeah the war of magic is going on um justice league dark is a top five dc title right now and i'd even go as far to say it's a top three dc title right now it's really good it it's uh, it's consistently good which i love and yeah i really love this title i'll get back into it eventually in in the summer when you're working more (laughs) exactly uh, that's yeah, all so the that's, comics we're going over this week, just because uh, school is happening. College is uh, it's a busy time, so we don't have time to read them all in one day. So, yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah, we still have a character of the week, though. Our character of the week is The Trench. So welcome to 54 Minutes, where we talk about The Trench, how we got introduced to them, what we think of them, where we think the future of The Trench is going. You want to start? <laughs> All right, yeah, so um, I was introduced to the Trench, I think, in the same way everywhere, everyone was. Aquaman number one, uh, 2011, the Jeff Johns run. Uh, actually, I read that in trade, and I own it in trade. It's awesome. And, uh, yeah, I was introduced to them. I think they're interesting because they're, like, you know, sea monsters who didn't evolve. Like, I-, I think it's interesting, the whole Atlantis breakdown of, like, how the seven different kingdoms went seven different ways. You know? It- yeah. It's cool. Um, so the Trench is interesting but not interesting enough for their own movie. Uh, but like I said earlier in the episode, I would think an annual issue where you get a little more backstory on them could be interesting, potentially. And the future of the trench? Yeah. yeah that's, that's about it. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, the trench is pretty cool. Um, 
introduced them in Aquaman 2011, Volume 1. I really enjoyed them. When they announced they were going to be in the Aquaman movie, I was like, yeah, because they're, they're super cool. The Aquaman movie themselves, they appeared, and they're awesome in it. I hope that Trench makes a reappearance in the comics soon, but right now Arthur is going by Andy, and they're doing a whole Rick Grayson amnesia arc, so... Uh, but it's actually decent. Um, where I think they're going in the future, not starring in their own movie, I don't think. I can see them starring in like a mini-series on DC Universe, maybe, which I guess I'll never see since it's still not in Canada. But I don't I, think I'm going to be that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, James Gunn has his way... James Gunn, James Wan, not James Gunn. James Wan has his way of, like, persuading Warner Brothers to make spinoff movies. I mean, just look at the Conjuring universe. So, could definitely happen. I hope it doesn't, though. And, yeah. You remember, you remember like that creepy nun that was in one scene? Well, she got her own movie. <laughs> and she was definitely in two scenes. Well, okay. You know, that's cool. Yeah, right. Just, well, just lie. Right over here. That's cool. And, yeah, that's, that's our character of the week. All right, cool. And uh, I guess that's it for the episode. Uh, so if you're listening on iTunes, we appreciate a five-star review, and we do read them, and they help with the rankings and all that good stuff. Uh, and if you're listening on other any other service, follow slash subscribe. We appreciate it. Uh, for a Hero Story, I'm JD. I'm Hunter, and thanks for being a hero. And remember, every second is a gift. Bye-bye. Bye.